EWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman, and I want to say a big thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a big uh, shout out and a big thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for uh, joining in week after week, month after month. And hey, we're working on up to, I guess, two years when we come up in September. So thank you so much for following and for listening in. And for all of my new listeners, thank you very much for tuning in tonight. Just want to let you know that my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show focusing in on improving your financial outlook. Also, I want to give you life lessons. That means I want to educate you in the other important areas of life, mind, body, and spirit, so that you can live life to the fullest. So in other words, I'm here to help you. And I want to give a huge thanks to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Hey, we have a wonderful show tonight. Uh, we have a guest here, um, one of the most motivated people that I have met, and uh, you, you're definitely in for a treat. Uh, he will be coming up momentarily. We have uh, Mr. Aaron Hairston here in the house tonight. And uh, it's time to activate and motivate your life tonight. So please stay tuned uh, for our conversation with him. Now, if you have not heard about the Women and Finances series uh, here on uh, my show, Shape Your Finances show, uh, I started back in, I think it was January the 15th with the first uh, episode. And what I'm doing here is for the next six months, I'm looking to do at least two to three shows dedicated to that series, Women in Finances series, uh, where I will have a variety of different female guests uh, from various uh, backgrounds, various professions, talking about money, talking about finances, but also talking about the challenges and the achievements uh, from their perspective. So please check back weekly. Uh, for those shows, or you know, check my website. You can get to my website at shipmanconsulting.com. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you would definitely uh, see the uh, different announcements of when those shows would be. Uh, they vary. I uh, just had to work around all of my guests uh, with their schedules, but 
It will be on Tuesday nights. So please uh, check back weekly listening to uh, my show here uh, and also taking part in the Women and Finances series here for the next six months. Uh, Tonight, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. You can call in with your questions or with your comments. Uh, But if you just want to call in just to listen, feel free to do that as well. Now, if you didn't know, you can catch all of my shows as well as all of the other programs that are here on the CWR Talk Network. You can listen to all of our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Well, tonight, my guest is a motivational expert who teaches people how to eliminate self-created problems and distractions that impede success. He combines his educational background, coaching experience, and energetic personality to that experience. His programs provide concrete information and practical solutions for problems. Uh, Aaron's knowledge, experience, warm demeanor, and sense of humor creates a human connection with individuals that motivates them to make positive changes. Aaron has a proven record of helping organizations and individuals enhance their life and productivity. From schools and nonprofit programs to professional and minor league sports teams, he has worked with the world's best and brightest to study the effects of self-created problems on organizations and individuals, along with the most effective antidotes to combat it. His services help these and other clients achieve increased goal achievement, positive attitude, greater job satisfaction, and improved service quality. I want to give a huge, huge welcome, a huge big big thanks, uh, and a huge opening and welcoming to the show, Mr. Aaron Harston. Hello, Aaron. How are you tonight? Lionel, I appreciate you so much, brother. Thank you for having me, and uh, I'm excited about the show tonight, man. Good, good, good to have you here. Well, you know, Aaron, you, you got to open up. Now, for those of you, if you have not heard this brother, uh, I, I caught him on LinkedIn. <laughs> and t- I have to, t- have to share this. I, I caught him on LinkedIn, or I catch him on LinkedIn. Uh, I first heard him some months ago, and I was going through my feed, and I came across this video. And if you don't know Aaron, you got to follow him on social media and get connected with him, uh, which we will give all that information at the end of the show. But I caught him firsthand on LinkedIn with a video that he does. He does one every morning, you know, and I happened to catch, I think it was your work Wednesday. Mm. (laughs) I I have a bald head, but it raised the hair. <laughs> it, it, raised, it raised the hair on my bald head just to hear your your genuineness, but your excitement, your energy, and the message that you put out. And 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 I, I love it because it's it's great to have that to start your day off right. And uh, only you can do it in such a energetic way. So I I I just had to give you some kudos there, bro. I, I appreciate that <laughs> very much. <laughs> Well, no problem. You know, Lionel, it's it's amazing when you find your genuine self. And I truly believe that I've been able to tap into some of the most deeply rooted gifts that I was given at birth. And so that's part of me, and it's something that I didn't always have, but I'm so thankful I found it. 
Yeah, yeah. And, hey, and we thank you so much for sharing it with us on an everyday basis. So as I often, uh, yeah, as I often have all of my guests uh, that have been here on the show, uh, I always like to hear uh, some of their stories, especially from a money uh, experience and a, uh, at growing up with money. Will you please share your money experience or your money story growing up? <laughs> wow. Well, I tell you, that question right there has been a project of mine for the last 10 and a half years. Um, I know many of us may have heard the terminology money blueprint. And for those who haven't, please research that and find out what yours is. So growing up as a kid, I had both parents. Um, actually, I had three parents. As a matter of fact, I had a father, biological father who was there and him and my mom really didn't get along. So they were divorced and he stayed around, you know, locally for us so that we had him and then my mom remarried. So I had two fathers and a mom, all of which worked very hard. However, it always seemed that there was never this abundance. Um, but my mom would always say, you know, money is the root of all evil. Money doesn't grow on trees. We don't need the money. You know, money is this, money is that. And, and so I, I, didn't, I didn't really understand what that meant, but it, it was planted inside of me. And so as I grew older, I was always giving the money away. And it was part of what I feel that my obligation was. Because that's what my mom always said, just give, just give, just give. And so mm -hmm. as I grew older, I always found myself in those financial struggles. And I was like, there was never enough money at the end of the month. And so I just worked harder. And I took on you know, other gigs. And I'd do two jobs, three jobs. And I would work late hours. And I would constantly just push myself to the point of exhaustion. And it never made a difference. And it mm -hmm. wasn't until about 2011 or so where I started to understand what your money blueprint is. And I got into the secret. I got into Earl Nightingale and I started understanding how important it is that our belief about money was something that we understood. And so I transitioned to start to understand that money was a relationship and nothing could replace the world that money lives in. And that my focus was to have a great relationship with money as a research, as a resource and as a partner, because when you have the resources that you need, you can do more, you can produce more, you can create more, you know, and, and that was where the transition started to happen. I started putting some more focus there and started to develop that relationship with money. And so it's been a long journey, and I truly appreciate all of the, the, the education that I've accumulated over the years of experiencing what money uh, means and what it could do and really the value of it. And I'm just so thankful now that I've been able to tap into my money blueprint and redesign it the way that I want to design it so that it can be fruitful. And I truly believe that abundance and prosperity is our birthright. And so that needs to also be right. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Uh, just to hear uh, where you came from and where you are right now. Uh, I often say here on the show, it doesn't matter for the most part how you start. It's a matter how you're running now and how uh, when we look back at the at your story, it's how you ended it. And, and preferably we will all end it well. And when it comes to money, that's been my that's been my heart and soul for the last 20 plus years. And I know that I was not that well with money early on. And it took some time to 
to get that mindset and start putting forth the activities that allowed me to better manage it. But you know what, brother? I tell people this on the show, too, that from time to time, me teaching and saying this on an everyday, every week basis, I still uh, have some temptations to uh, misuse it, <laughs> uh, to buy things that I don't <laughs> really <laughs> It's, it's very tempting. I mean, very tempting. But when you keep things in perspective and understand that money is a resource, man, money is an asset, money is a commodity that uh, we should learn to govern it, uh, as opposed mm-hmm. as opposed to it governing us, and it will bring mm-hmm. more uh, enjoyment, more happiness, not only for us and our families, but for those that are around us as well. So, uh, appreciate well, you for sharing that story. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now tell me, um, kind of give me, give us uh, a little bit of background of who you are and what inspired you, you know, along your journey of life. So I was an inspiring football star. I played football since I was nine, and that was my dream. My dream was to play in the NFL. There was no doubt in my mind that I was going to be a Hall of Fame running back, one of the best. And I was continuing to work on my skills and development. And through high school, I had some struggles uh, with injuries, and it definitely made things a little more difficult to go to the schools that I wanted to go to and to really start to create that pedigree, which I knew was very valuable, you know, to be able to be in the NFL. So went a back route, um, went on to a smaller school, and actually didn't play in college. And this was a huge transition for me, Lionel, because at that moment I realized what free time was. Because since nine years old, every single season, either I was playing or I was preparing to play, right? So all year long I was constantly doing something. So when I got to college, it was a a tough struggle because I didn't have the clearinghouse recommendation or the requirements to go ahead and play, and so I had to redshirt. And that was really tough, and I know a lot of athletes out there who have made, you know, may have went through that, struggle with that. And so I struggled. However, I had a great resource. I had uh, a young lady that I met my freshman year of college, and she helped me to realize that this was here to prepare me for the greater good. And even though I couldn't play the game, I could learn how to really leverage this ability to go to school for a sport, but yet now leverage my education. And my mom had always kind of instilled that in me. So I studied the, 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 the most difficult profession <laughs> ever, which was computer engineering. And Ooh. so at the time, you know, this was around the 95, 96, 97, you know, when Windows was hot, Bill Gates was hot, and, and everybody was like, I need to be, you know, making tons of money. And Windows and technology was where it was. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to dive into this. Now, I had a really tough time with math. I had a really tough time with reading comprehension and uh-huh. doing <laughs> engineering work where a lot of math and a lot of comprehension was required. It was very challenging. However, I had the skill, and I had the skill of socializing. And so I was very good at networking, and uh-huh. I found the smartest person in class. And I said, listen, I need some help. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we leveraged, you know, socialization with you know, this young man's bright mind, and and I was able to pass, and I was able to learn a lot. And it wasn't until about, I don't know, maybe two and a half years into college where I was having a really tough time. He had already already graduated, and I found found him while waitering, you know, at a a restaurant. And he's at the bar, and he's yelling, hey, Aaron. And I I looked at him, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on, man? And I went over there, and he's like, what are you doing, man? I was like, man, I'm working. 
He was like, you still dabble yeah. with computers? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he was like, man, he was like, you know what? L- let me see what I can do for you. I'll get you a job. And I said, all right, cool. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it, but I was definitely thankful if anything turned out. So to make right. a long story short, he ends up getting me into IBM. I was able to leave school early and go and start studying for certifications and really diving into the field. And I was very good at it. Yeah. I um, just excelled, with, you know, using my, my leverage of networking with who, that, you know, who was there as far as supervising and managers. And I was just working my way. And I was able to yeah. make a very um, successful career doing it. And in the terms of that, uh, I ended up playing some minor league football and ended up getting picked up by uh, an arena football team which really was my transition of going into the NFL. And so I blew my knee out fifth weekend, which is devastating, um, Hmm. because I realized that my career of going to the NFL was over. And so I came back in nine months and had a really tough time. And, again, here I was with another challenge that I realize now was strengthening me for who I was going to become because the, the football thing was the greatest thing that never happened. And when I realized what that was, I said, oh, my gosh, like that whole thing was about me. It wasn't about who I was designed to be. And so as I transitioned quickly, I realized that owning and operating my own business was really what I wanted to do because I didn't want to be held under a thumb. And throughout my computer career, it felt like every time I was more successful, I was more demanded. And so I was away from my family and I had, you know, just this, this, this struggle. And so mm-hmm. I kept looking at money and saying, well, if I'm going to need money, then I need to work as much as possible. And so I was working 50, 60 hours a week, and I was struggling. And it, it just wow. really felt like, it felt like a, a trap. However, this is all I knew. I said, well, if I was going to be successful, I needed to really continue to do what I'm doing. And eventually I have the, you know, the, the big house with the picket fence and the white dog, and, you know, and everything <laughs> will work out well. Yeah. However... Um, it, it just seemed that it wasn't going anywhere. And I would see people around me just skyrocketing past me, you know, and I'm like, damn, like, what are you doing? And so it wasn't until I slowed down for a minute and I started to really be grateful for what I had. And I had some really powerful people around me, one in being my younger brother who reached out to me and said, hey, man, I found out what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I got this great career, and I didn't know what I didn't know, right? So I was at that right. point where I wasn't open. To hearing anything. Even though I wanted more, I wasn't open mm-hmm. to learning about what more was. And so my brother just continued to, to hammer on me, and we eventually got into business together. We started opening up, you know, little businesses where we could develop athletes and help them to get the best out of their life with the vehicle of sports. And we were traveling yeah. out to the Indi- you know, Indianapolis for the combine, and it was like all these things, and we just kept going, and we were just, just being our best in every moment. And it wasn't until I found an amazing vehicle that really allowed me to grow um, in personal development and understand that in order for me to have what I want, I need to become the person that can handle that responsibility because I had huge dreams. I had huge visions. And for me to be able to have those things, I was in no position at that moment (laughs) to be able to handle that responsibility. And so uh, for the last, you know, seven and a half years, you know, I've been growing at a, at an astronomical rate. And I'm just so thankful because, because of all of that and all of the challenges, it has strengthened me so much. And I'm so thankful for that strength and for that vision now, because now I see in order to empower others, you need, you need to first understand who you are 
and what you've been built to do. And I think a lot of the experiences and things that I've been through have now been a lot of tools and resources that I've been doing, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and empowering, you know, corporations and individuals to come, become their best self first and understanding that they are enough, that they are valuable, and that the mm-hmm. principles that they've been given in life were just there to strengthen them, which is awesome. Oh, perfect. Oh, great, great, great story. Very inspiring, uh, I would say, uh, uh, just hearing uh, where you came from, the the goal that you had at one point in the NFL, and then the injury. I'm quite sure that was uh, definitely some uh, a setback, but you did not let that setback keep you back from what you're needing to do or what you're wanting to do going forward. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and I have to, uh, when we come back, if you can please share. I know we had talked uh, once before, but I would like for you to share with the listeners uh, the story uh, regarding the the organization that you're currently with now, but but how you broke the ice uh, a little bit with your wife. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody would be uh, uh, probably got a pad and pencil just to listen to uh, how you went from where you were at one time and where you are right now, how you made that transition, and some of the things that uh, that you had to overcome to get there. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back as we finish our conversation uh, with Mr. Aaron Hairston. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. During the month of February, the CWR Talk Network is proud to present our special series. Black American Achievement Profiles, honoring the achievement of black Americans from the past and the present. Sponsored by Bass Edwards and Associate Virtual Services Corporation, the leader in work-from-home opportunities. Bessie Coleman was one of 13 children to Susan and George Coleman, who both worked as sharecroppers. When she was 12 years old, Coleman began attending the Missionary Baptist Church in Texas and after graduation embarked on a journey to Oklahoma to attend the Oklahoma Colored Agricultural and Norman University, now Langston University, where she completed only one term due to financial constraints. In 1915, at age 23, Coleman moved to Chicago, where she lived with her brothers and worked as a manicurist. Not long after her move to Chicago, she began listening to and reading stories of World War I pilots, which sparked her interest in aviation. In 1922, a time of both gender and racial discrimination, Coleman broke barriers and became the world's first black woman to earn a pilot's license. Because flying schools in the United States denied her entry, she took it upon herself to learn French and moved to France to achieve her goal. After only seven months, Coleman earned her license from France's well-known Cauldron Brothers School of Aviation. Although she wanted to start a flying school for African Americans when she returned to the U.S., 
Coleman specialized in stunt flying and parachuting and earned a living barnstorming and performing aerial tricks. In 1922, she became the first African-American woman to make a public flight. Tragically, on April the 30th, 1926, Coleman was killed in an actor during a rehearsal for an aerial show. She was only 33 years old. Coleman remains a pioneer for women in the field of aviation. Betsy Coleman, black American history maker and American aviation pioneer. Listen for more Black American Achievement Profiles throughout the month on the CWR Talk Network. Black American Achievement Profiles is sponsored by the Bass Edwards Associate Virtual Services Corporation, the innovative solution to at-home work opportunities by reaching new pinnacles every day with ingenuity, integrity, and class. For more information, call 405-928-3254. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network. Well, we're going to continue our discussion with uh, Aaron Houston. Uh, Aaron, you were t- uh, we were ending, but then we want to bring right back into the uh, loop here. Tell us uh, the story regarding the organization that you're working with now, Isogenics. Uh, if you can share that story, you know, that you shared with me uh, when you were trying to transition, uh, I think this would be beneficial for a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is a real big moment in the transition of belief because what I always understood was the 40-40 club right? Work for 40 years and get the retirement and, and kind of move on. However, the world was changing. And I, as I became more and more educated about what was out there, I needed to make a move. And as I had mentioned, you know, my younger brother had called me up and said, I figured out what we were doing for the rest of our life. What he was talking about was creating a legacy. It wasn't about a paycheck. It was about creating a legacy, long money. And that was something that I never came from, but I saw friends with it. You know, and I heard stories about it and great-grandparents being able to have this nest egg and being able to have this inheritance and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, it would be nice to have that. And more importantly, man, it would be nice to create that and give that to my children. And so as I really dove into entrepreneurship and network marketing, really, it started to really make sense because just like Warren Buffett says, if you haven't found a way to make money while you sleep, you will work for the rest of your life. And when I understood what that meant, I needed to make a move because what I was doing wasn't inheritable, right? And so my computer idea and what I was doing needed to make a tra- – I needed to use it as a, as a transition and in, in, in resource. So the day came when I was coming back from an event out in uh, Las Vegas, and I was in a layover plane in Houston. And so I had some time to think about what I just experienced. And it was amazing because I was just surrounded by an amazing group of individuals that had seen a vision and created the activities required to make it happen. And here I was heading back to my house, you know, and going back to work. And I didn't want to do that, Lionel. I didn't want to do it because I felt like the people I was working with didn't have the bigger vision I had and definitely, you know, were were conformed. And now I felt like, 
someone gave me a box cutter, and I was able to just cut out a little hole so I could see outside my box for a little while. And that was right. enough to say, you know what, I'm cutting a bigger hole, and I'm stepping out of this. <laughs> and so as I got home, <laughs> I, I was fired up, and I was ready to, to make some moves. And so I, uh, I made a plan, and I said, you know, this is what I'll do. I'll bring my wife to work, and I'll drop her off. Okay. I'll tell her that, you know, I'm going to do some work on her car, you know, and I'm going to bring her to work. And this way I can control the when I'm going to break the news to her that I'm going to walk away from my full-time job and I'm going to build a business. And so I had this whole plan. And so I drive my wife to work and I said, uh, all right, honey, have a fantastic day. And uh, by the way, I'm quitting my job today. <laughs> so you can imagine the way that, that conversation went. And uh, she said, what? And she was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? Like, this, this is just, no. We're gonna talk. When I get home, we're going to talk about this, right? And yes. so I'm like, all right. Uh -huh. And I skirted off, right? And so I, I head off to work. And I had a plan, Lionel. I had a plan. I had a plan. I got to work early. And uh, I sat at the desk of my boss. And he was more like a partner, you know, I think. Uh, yeah. He really gave me some perspective on owner, ownership because he was the owner of the company and I was working for a small firm doing some consulting work. And um, he didn't show up. He didn't show up to work. And so here I was with my foot in my mouth, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I had all these, all these, um, all these pieces and confidence ready to rock the roll and, and walk away like I'm doing this thing, and he didn't show up. And I'm like, son of a gun, now i got to go home, and i got to deal with this fact that, one, I still got my job, which I don't want, and two right. – <laughs> My wife is going to be pissed because, you know, all day long she's been thinking about what am I going to say to her. So I get yeah. home, and we have a conversation. And I really had a heart-to-heart -heart with her because I wanted right. her to see what I saw. And now mm -hmm. I knew there was a big opportunity here. However, she wasn't going to see it the way I was going to see it. And so right. I told her, I said, listen, I said, something has to change. I said, we've been together since we were 18. You've watched me go through this big, 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 big journey, you know, from going all the way up and getting paid to play football to having that cut yeah. short then falling back mm -hmm. into something that has been sucking the life out of me. And there's, right. never, there's still not enough money. There's not enough future. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, God forbid I lose my job or, you know, we need to, to have more time. And so, you know, I kind right. of painted that picture, and she really didn't see it still. So then I said, well, honey, I'm still going to quit my job. And she was yeah. just like – Oh, my gosh. You know, and we had this conversation, and, and, and she just really saw it from my, mm -hmm. from my heart. And she was like, you know what, Aaron, if you really believe that you can do this, you know, and you really believe that we can succeed, I'm with mm -hmm. you. And I tell you what, when she said that, you know, and it, it gives me goosebumps, and it really chokes me up right now as I think about it, because at that moment, I realized I have my best friend in my corner. And, yeah. you know, from jump, I knew that as long as I had her with me, there was nothing I couldn't do. You know, I already cool. had the will of a, of a lion, and I would fight, and I would claw, and I will never lose. Like, I will always fight to be better. However, because she had her life in my hands, you know, and my kids and our family, I, I knew that there was a bigger thing here and that it wasn't just me. It, it needed to right. be successful for the whole team. And so I made that transition. I walked into the office the following day, and uh, I sat down with my boss, and I had already got him on the program, you know, because – he saw what I was doing, and I had a great transformation. So he was like, well, you know, if it's going to help us be more productive, then I want it too. So they already yeah. realized the, the service and the product that I had. However, he knew that I was growing 
beyond computers. And so he sat down with me and he goes, today's the day, isn't it? And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and he says, you know what, Aaron, because I've watched you on this journey and I've noticed something. You know, you don't belong here. And I don't say that in a bad way. I say that in a great way because your, your value here goes beyond here. And I don't want to hold you back. And I right. looked at him and I tell you, Lionel, I cried, man. I cried because I'd never had anybody that signed my paycheck have a conversation with me. So now I had my wife saying, Aaron, you know what, honey, go for it all. Win the championship. You know, I know you can do it. And now having my, my boss or the owner of the company I was working with say, you know what, Aaron, I got your back, brother. And so I asked him, I said, you know, how much time do you need? You know, how much time do I, you know, okay, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. He goes, you know what, Aaron, you can leave right now. And he goes, you wow. know what, and I'll even give you two weeks pay. Wow. That, you, you know, you'll have a little sentence. And you know what, Lionel, <laughs> that was when I realized that everybody, okay, everybody has – the opportunity to create the life that they truly want. They need to believe it as a 10 out of 10. Like there was no doubt in my mind I was walking out of that office to go create something as a legacy for my family, and I was willing to do whatever it was going to take for me to develop whatever skills and develop the mindset and develop the the resources to do it. However, he saw it, my wife saw it, and it was because I saw it for myself first, and I wasn't willing to take no for an answer. And I encourage anybody out there that wants to step out of their zone. Now, listen, quitting your job, you know, to walk out and jump off a cliff is very, very difficult, you yeah. know. And I know a lot of people that are, ha- you know, that have a lot of resources that need to be taken or another, a lot of expenses and resources that they need. You know, that's not fathomable, right? However, in the second eight hours, in the third eight hours, you know, you have to work on your craft. You have to work on what you want because here's the thing. Money will always be the follower of value. And so we get caught up in believing that we need to work time for money and that we're going to be paid eventually what we're worth. And what you'll find is, is that no one will ever be able to pay you what you're worth. And if you're happy doing what you're doing, great, but don't do it for the money. You know, do yeah. it because you truly love doing it. Because if you're loving what you're doing, you'll never work again. And you'll work, you know, and do what you do because you love to do it. And money will always follow value. You know, you want more money, go provide more value. You want more success, go provide more value. And so that's what I saw, you know, and, and now being part of this amazing organization and this, this vehicle and movement really is what it is to impact world health and free people from physical and financial pain has now mm-hmm. helped me to realize my value as an individual. And in this world now, it's not about the 40-40 plan, right? It's about being able to create. You know, we have all these tools and resources, technology, mm-hmm. and, you know, to, to be our leverage. And you know what? Money's right up there with oxygen. So if you can help provide more oxygen for people, you will always be paid what that oxygen is worth. Brother, I love that. <laughs> Money is like oxygen. It's something that you need. Absolutely. Especially in this day and time. And 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 just being able to share just from an entrepreneurship uh, mindset of real life with your wife, telling, you know, uh, sharing with her, I want to quit my job. And then to have that support from her uh, and believing in you. And then just for yourself to be, to believe, and then to take that step, to take that leap, and then look where you are now. And life has just, it, it gets better and better and better. And that's where, unfortunately, I'm going to have to close out this segment. However, listeners, Aaron will be back. He will be back uh, in the month of March, and that's when we will 
uh, ask some of those tough questions. Uh, talk about. I want Aaron to hear for him be able to talk about some of the challenges, some of the struggles, but also some of the achievements, some of the the successes that he's had uh, since that time. So, Aaron, I, I thank you so much for sharing and setting the stage of your story. And of course. I don't have enough time on the, on the even on the next show uh, to 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 give you to share the full story because you know what your story is yet being defined right now every day that you get up uh, and share your story share what you do your mission in life your goals to help other people achieve and to reach and succeed their goals so I am looking so forward to having you back here on the show. Well, thank you so much, Lionel. And for all those out there that heard this message tonight, really sleep on what it is that you truly desire and what is fulfilling you right now, your joy and your happiness. And we'll talk more in March. And I'm so excited to be part of this, Lionel, and your movement. Thank you so much. And I look forward to talking soon. Oh, you're more than welcome. Real quickly, though, because I may have some that want to at least reach out in some form or fashion uh, to you. If you can give your your uh, a website, if you have it, any contact information, social media uh, handles, anything like that, feel free to share that right now if you don't mind. Absolutely. So if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, that's where you can see my full profile and really see my daily activities. It's just Aaron Harrison, A-A-R-O-N-H-A-I-R-S-T-O-N on LinkedIn. It's Mr. Motivation on Facebook. That's my fan page and where I do all my videos as well. It's M-I-S-T-E-R motivation uh and you can find me on there on facebook as well first and last name and you can always email me if you want to keep it private at coach c-o-a-c-h harrison h-a-i-r-s-t-o-n at gmail.com would love to answer any questions you may have and maybe even be a resource for you so thank you for uh for reaching out perfect perfect thank you again Aaron. thank you so much well, uh, that's a wrap for tonight's uh, show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you have missed any of the past shows, uh, you can catch them on the CWRTalkNetwork.com website, or you can go to Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes, or got something even special for you. If you visit my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com, I have created a gallery of all of the guests that I've had here on the show since the inception. And so all the thing you have to do is go and click, and you can hear those particular shows. But I also have what I call my solo shows, where I've come up with a topic, and then I discuss that topic uh, just 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 for myself. So please visit my website at shipmentconsulting.com and listen to all of the past shows to get you up to this point. If you don't follow me, I would encourage you to follow me on social media. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I also have a YouTube channel as well. So there are many ways to stay in touch, many ways to reach me. And lastly, if you are in need of a speaker from a financial, from a business perspective, I would love and appreciate the opportunity to uh, meet the needs of your church, of your business, of your organization, or even your school or university. Now, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. 
Give cheerfully. Spend carefully. And invest wisely. We will talk with you next week. But remember, Aaron will be on the part two show in the month of March. So please contact me and I will give you those dates uh, right away. Thank you so much for joining in tonight. Good night. And we're going to go out with a little smooth jazz music. The song is called West Coast Cooling by Mr. Norman Brown. Take care, everyone. <laughs>